0: Finally, we are back for the twenty twenty two NRL season. Boxhead, how have you been? Good, buddy. Big off
1: season, uh, Mounties. Plenty to um, plenty to like about the new season. No footy since the grand final either. Like we haven't had any rep games, any tours. No World Cup, obviously. So yeah, it's been interesting. It's been good to have the uh, the two weeks of trials televised. That's been unreal. It's about time they've done that. I reckon that's probably a few years overdue. But, uh, yeah, all in all, good off-season. Plenty happening, as usual.
0: Yeah, it was certainly a good break, I think, after two years. And, obviously, we had the back-to-back. We had Origin at the back end of the season. We did extra shows, obviously, like everyone during the beginning of COVID to try and fill in some time. So it was nice to have a bit of a break in between the off-season. And apologies again. Obviously, put the post up earlier. We were going to record last night, and we usually do like to do this a bit earlier. But with football and uh, obviously the, the rain and flood event we've had out here the last week, it's been a, a bit hard to get away from work. But we're finally sitting down to do this, so you've still got a week um, to absorb it in. So just have to uh, get stuck into it over the next few days before we do our weekly show next week. But I guess you know, first week is always a bit of a roll of the dice. So, more importantly, seven days to take in the preview for all 16 clubs, which is what we do. We go through the squads in depth. We look at gains, losses, talk about some up-and-coming players, some thoughts about the season ahead, and we build our ladder 1-16. to 16. We also give some predictions for the punting types out there like ourselves uh, to try and find some value, whether it be premieres, top 8 finishes, overs, unders, try scorers, Dahlia medals, etc. We do all of those things while we do our season previews. But before we jump in and do that, we'd like to welcome back Two of our biggest supporters, Penrith Solar Centre, are back again, Boxhead, Jake and the crew. Uh, getting married it, soon, the big dog. Oh, yes. I think it might be year number five, possibly, with Penrith Solar on board. So as we say every single year, and we've always said, I work in that industry, there's not much better investment you can make than solar these days. Um, no,
1: it's halved our bill, so Jakey helped us out.
0: Yeah, and we're getting credits, and I know plenty of people are doing the same thing, so if you're looking for a solar system, there is no one better than Penrith Solar Centre and Bluebet au Great supporters. If you're going to bet with anyone, bet with a real true Blue Bookie in bluebet.com.au. Download the app today or visit the website. Uh, they're back on board with the charity account and support in the podcast, which we're able to donate some money to a very worthy cause last year in the Bears of Hope. We'll come up with a new charity for this year, but uh, a big thanks to them for coming on and supporting again as well. so Yeah, Unruh. Unruh. To, we uh,
1: really appreciate that support and uh, we
0: love a punt. So. 100%. so. Those two there, like I said, if you're looking for a good solar system, there's no one better. And if you want to have a punt, do it with bluebet.com.au. Before we get going, rule changes this year, finally, to a minimum. Uh, the only real significant one, should happen a lot earlier, is you now get a penalty inside your own 40-meter zone, which, again, nullifies the disadvantage you had originally, like we've been talking about for over a year now, where every time you give away a penalty, play one or two, it doesn't really matter because you've yeah. killed the other team's momentum. You've pinned them inside their twenty, and the only advantage they get is they get bashed for an extra tackle. Yeah. Now there's actually a consequence for your actions. It's come out of yardage, which is we've seen in the trials, 20, 30 meters, and potentially heading straight in a good ball. So
1: yeah. But quite- what I, what I don't like is that you've now created essentially two parts of the field. Yeah. There's penalties for certain things in some parts, but not in other parts. I just don't.
0: I, I don't like it at mm. all.
1: But I think this version of the. Of the rules is better than last year's version of the rules. Yeah, so I think
0: the only other thing we've seen it being hot and cold is the definition of like you're saying inside 20 giving away multiple penalties and the consistency of sin binnings after you're never going to get penalties. consistency. With we that. never see that. We've you're seen never games where there's five or six penalties. Mm. We've seen one or two last year after two or three penalties with no warning someone got sin binned. So
1: it's going to be uh, referee mood, what the yeah. crackdown is for that week.
0: And we'd like to yeah. say we'd see consistency, we've already had one thing. This off season which has caused a bit of uproar. Ricky Stewart very unhappy with the Jordan Rapana deal that, you know, they asked about playing the All Star game and if it would make a difference, and apparently it wouldn't, so he played the game. He ended up getting himself another suspension. And then after the fact, Reese Walsh and the Mel- uh, sorry, the Warriors and Brandon Smith and the Melbourne Storm have exposed the loophole that Latrell Mitchell did for the All Stars match and Camera have come back and said, Well, hold on a minute.
1: Um I sort of see their argument, but I don't like in the end Rapana did some stupid things about did did getting get himself it, yeah. suspended. Yeah. So,
0: but I still. I, say, I'd be happy
1: if the NRL came out and said we'll take a match off you suspend, off the sentence that he's got at the moment. Yeah. I think
0: that'd solve it. And that's what I was kind of thinking. Like I get it if he didn't play, but at the same time he tried very hard to get himself charged in that yeah. game. So, it's still ridiculous though that you say two different things to two people. Where a couple of weeks ago you're telling another player, like, "Oh, no, nah, it doesn't count." Then next minute you got two guys <laughs> getting the game off. Yeah, I it going agree. On, I, I think so. Rapana
1: should have one game dropped off whatever he
0: owes. Yeah, uh, and the last thing we'll talk about a little bit at the end is where the Dolphins are tracking for 2023, but let's jump the in. The Redcliffe Storm. Oh, yes. Basically, so far. Yeah. Trying to sign every Storm player of the age of 30. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's kick off our season previews for a huge, hopefully, 2022 NRL season. And the first team we've got is your Gold Coast Titans boxhead. They finished eighth last season. They were sixth in attack. They were tenth defensively. They had a 10-14 and 14 record. Um, they couldn't beat the best. They were up and down at times. We saw some glimpses. There were some good signs, I guess, at the back end with some young guys. Jaden Campbell was good. There were some really good signs out of Bo for Moore, who had a really bad knee injury after being the best under-20s player at Newcastle. It's taken a few seasons, but there were some good signs there. Um, Tino, obviously, a lot of people when they leave Melbourne worry about players on big money, but Tino certainly delivered and is now the club captain. Um... What are your thoughts about the Gold Coast Titans for 2022? Oh, look, I think the obvious one is
1: they really need to back up their finals performance last year and take a step further, but I've got concerns with the, the loss of Fogarty. I think it's going to be pivotal. And in the small little glimpses we we saw of Toby Sexton, I'm, I'm not quite sure whether he's ready to be the halfback of a finals team. mm but that remains to be seen. It may may be that he devel- develops into that. Uh, they, what did they squeak into the finals last year with ten wins?
0: Yeah, ten wins was um, log jam with them. New- I
1: expect them to probably improve by a win or two. Um, but yeah, they're they're a hard one to get a read on because they they haven't really, they don't have many gains. Uh, they've they've had a few obviously significant losses, but
0: yeah, have well, Liu they've
1: resigned a lot of players. Like they're going to have to rely on the likes of Tanner Boyd and Jaden Campbell and Aaron Clark and both Moore and Those types of guys are going to have to really step up now. Uh, Toby Sexton, they're going to have to step right up and fill into those positions where you know, they've had guys retire or they've moved people on. So they're just going to have to take that next step. And Toby Sexton's probably the the one who's going to be on the hot seat, along with Aaron Clark. I think it's a big year for Aaron Clark because they've moved Mitch Rain on. And they put a lot of faith in in Aaron Clark. So he really needs to step into that nine jersey and make it his own. And Sexton really needs to step into that seven jersey and make it his own. If either of those guys really struggle this year or they get an injury to either of them, I fear for the Titans a little bit. Because I'm yeah. not sure they've got fantastic depth in that those positions
0: no and that's the probably key boy in here Thomas Weaver who's an Australian schoolboy but I don't even know if he's in the top 30 he's to a baby look.
1: yeah. But he's a
0: baby you can't rely on him and Will Smith's got utility value but he's obviously not someone who's going to play week in week out and beat top 8 sides and be one of your halves and he's also mm. probably another one there for some hooker cover but again defensively he's not someone you can really rely on for long periods of time in the middle of the field so they've put a hell of a lot of faith in him I think Tanner Boyd is going to be developed maybe into a bit more of a 9 than he is a half um, they've got Booth from Melbourne, but only in a development deal. Again, steady in 15, 20-minute stints, but it's kind of a different story when you're playing 10, 15 minutes for Melbourne in a handful of games with that forward pack. So I'm a bit like you. I look and I see a very, very good back line. Uh, you know, Herbert, Kelly, Sammy, Thompson. You've got Marju and a couple of guys, you know, in depth there. For feeder and the trials look good. Um, they've got points. They've got a really good forward pack, like Mo for feeder for Moore hopefully gets a start over Proctor. I think it's time. Tino is the captain, but my biggest questions are exactly what you just said. I look at Clark and think, are you going to be you know, a leading number nine for 24 hour old games and get into the finals? I look at Sexton and same deal. You've seen a couple of games. You don't even know if he can play a full season yet. AJ yeah, Brimson. Is going to
1: play are you going to play Brimson at six?
0: He is, and he, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So now he's got to defend in the front line, so you're probably putting more pressure on him. And I, I absolutely love Campbell at fullback, and I can see what they're doing, but... It's more that. I really like the forward pack. Your bench, like, if you're going to have Liu, Wallace, Lassone, mm. you know, you've, you've got plenty of options there.
1: They've got- I think how they start the year is going to be very important because I think they'll be playing good footy by the end of the year. I've mm. got no doubt about that. But I'm just a little bit concerned at how they start and whether they put themselves behind the eight ball a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, I think there's going to be weeks where we'll see lots of points. But I look at the top sides that defend well, and I think, you know, your Melbournes, your Roosters, these kind of guys are going to go after you know, Brimson, they're going to go after Sexton, they're going to go after Clark. And I don't know if that spine's going to hold up against some of those better teams. So
1: they also need more from Jared Wallace, Kevin Proctor, these senior type players yep. that they haven't given them enough in the last few years, in my
0: opinion. I think, yeah, the real one here, like you said, losses wise, like Fogarty, the whole thing confused me. They re-signed him only a couple months prior. No, and that. then there was talk, like, you know, not even from the coach, more the CEO that Sexton's a halfback and neck minute he was out the door. Mm. Um, confusing. Taylor, obviously, it was time. That was no biggie. And then a lot of the other guys were fringe players. Whit, Brett, Stone, Peachy had run his course. Pearson, Rain, I was surprised they didn't keep because I think it would have cost you nothing. And Parramatta saw that opportunity. And Anthony, Don retired. So like you said, the, the real big loss there is Fogarty. Um, lots of good young talent. Shaylen Fuller, got a pre-season. Did have played a lot of footy with uh, Jaden Campbell. He's a bit of a spark plug who can play in the halves. Um, Fafita's <laughs> young brother looked good in that one trial game. I don't know much else about him and they had two other Australian schoolboys, which they'd be happy with what they've put into their development pathways. Ryan foreign, who's a background. Jack Cullen, who's a prop, along with Weaver. So there's some good things going on, but mm. I'm or more... it young? Yeah. Maybe a year away. I'm looking here and mm-hmm. going forward pack, really, really good. Outside back's really, really good, but I'm not trusting this spine. So I think they're in the hunt for seventh or eighth at the bottom end, but I see them just missing out. So I'm going to put the Gold Coast Titans... Uh, at ninth. Yeah, me too. i go them at ninth. So, and with that being the case, their odds with bluebet.com.au to win the premiership are $23. Minor premiership, $26. Top 8, $2.10. Top 4, $6. To miss the 8 is $1.65. To win the spoon is $21. And their over-under total box head for the year is 11 and a half. So, 12 has traditionally been the magic number to make the top 8. So, having them at ninth, and the way things have gone the last few years, I'm going to say under at eleven.
1: I'm saying under as well. Bang on eleven, uh, which is an improvement on what they won last year. They won. There was ten games last year, so and that was good enough to make the top eight. But yeah, we we got to take into consideration it was a a COVID impacted year, and the year before we obviously had a shortened comp. So I expect. The standard of a team to make the top eight, to rise, you know, maybe back to 11, hopefully 12 wins. I, I don't really like seeing teams that don't win at least half their games and make the eight. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens.
0: Well, again, without going too far, without covering all the teams, I think it's going to be a bit more competitive this year. A few of those top teams... Yeah, I think so. ...lost I, players, I so. didn't yeah. have, I still think they're
1: top... But also, like, you're in a bubble, you're... Yeah. In a hotel. And once you're out of finals contention, you're not. Nah. You don't don't have that that release from footy.
0: I still sort of see those top four or five teams being better than the rest, but I don't think by as much of a margin. I think most of them lost, didn't gain Mm. um, this season. So I think that is a good thing for the comp. That middle cluster as well we had. I think there's probably, again, for seventh and eighth, there's probably four or five teams there fighting Mm. for that as well. So, um, yeah. But we move on. From the Gold Coast Titans, we move on now to the Canberra Raiders, who killed me last year, um, a team I had a lot of faith in. Killed both of them. Things us. didn't work out very much. It was just drama the whole year. You know, you had the Papali situation, um, signed a new deal, then wanted to have some time off. He was feeling a bit off-colour. Then you had Topine and his wife making the comments, Josh Hodgson had a lot to say. The club seemed to be leaking stuff out. The players in the club were against each other. It was just a mess. So, as we said at the back end here, the biggest enemy for the Canberra Raiders is themselves and the club. And the club needed to do a lot, I think, to mend the fences with some players. Um, and we'll see if they can do that this year. But in terms of preseason, there was a bit of turnover. There's a couple of veterans out there. Uh, Cesar Soliola, Dunamis Louie moved on from the club. Harvili, Ryan James had for a year. Uh, George Williams, obviously, another one that was involved in the drama, moved on. Darby Medlin, Bailey Simonson, Aitkins uh, moved on. But in terms of what they brought in, uh, a couple of key signings and good players on top of what they already have in a lot of good kids, which is why we liked them last year. But Jamal Fogarty, the real big signing to bring some stability to their halves position. And then yesterday, the announcement that he suffered a knee injury and is potentially going to be missing now until at least round 15. Huge blow. Um, Yeah, huge blow. Big blow, but... Kotrick comes back, said at the time that he never should have left just for an extra $100,000, said that situation was going to be a disaster. And sure enough, unfortunately for Nick, he went and learnt the hard way. Um, I don't know financially what coming back would have meant for him. I think it would probably be a similar deal. So Yeah,
1: I don't think he's going to lose it, Dom. Yeah,
0: I mean, he wouldn't be on as much as he got from the Dogs, but I think the Canberra would have offered him what they offered him originally. Um, Elliott's a really good pickup for them just in terms of value for what happened at the Bulldogs and what they're going to get him for. You've got somebody there that can cover a couple of positions and has a lot of energy. and Holar was a fringe guy, a young guy who was waiting for an opportunity. Young players, though, they're stacked. Um, Brendan Morcos they got in. Australian Schoolboy Centre. Clay Webb, we've spoken about before. He went you know straight from mats to ball to last year playing New South Wales Cup. He's still only 19. He's a young lock-back rower. Um, they had the two kids they signed from Kerwin State who played half and hooker. Adrian Trevelyan and Brad Schneider, the young half. Trey Mooney, the gun forward from Parramatta. Harry Rushton, the kid they got from England. Mm. Um, you know they've got a lot of good young kids that are on the fringe there for them and moving through. And also on their first grade squad and probably the one that gets me most excited. And we saw at the back end of last year is Xavier Savage. Um, yeah. The talk about you know you can't move Chance, you can't do this with Chance. Like Chance to me, outstanding player, super busy really important for the Canberra Raiders, but in terms of creativity, ball playing and explosive um, you know, ball running in terms of tackle being a threat inside 20, chance is not many of those things. Chance is a really solid, hard-working player who'll have 20 really good carries, push around the football, be super busy and he'll just be all over the field. But Xavier Savage has things he can't teach. He's got X factor. He's got speed. He can get outside players. He can just burst through gaps. I don't know if they'll go there Straight away at the start of the year, but if I'm being completely honest, I'd be looking to move Chans into a center or wing position. I think Croker's time, as I spoke about last year, I know a lot of camera fans get angry when I bring it up, because a lot of people think he should have been a rep player, and I've said for years I don't think he's a rep player, particularly defensively. But now with what they've got coming through in their outside backs, with Kotrick back, Rapana is still there. Chris, they had last year. Tomoko, I know Smith Shields has now done his knee, but I think they've got so many good young kids there. But even from a cap perspective, um, you know Croker has been a hell of a servant, um, and they've done their best to try and recover this knee injury he's had. He's had some stem cell treatment, that to get him back on the field. If I was Canberra, I would have been looking more towards trying to move him on. Um, I think it's time for Savage to play fullback. Whiten now without Fogarty, Um, it was a big burden last year. I think Williams and Frawley. Can do a job, or who knows? It wouldn't surprise me if Ricky looked towards Schneider. They seem to be giving Schneider a lot of football. They brought him there for a reason. But the biggest thing that impressed me and drew me to Canberra last year, and it draws me again this year, hoping they turn around as their forward pack Papali to Pine, Hudson Young, Elliot Whitehead, throw Elliot in there now. I think Gould is an origin player of the future. I think Sutton's underrated. Harrower and Naira off their bench. And that still excludes uh, the bloke that I just mentioned. Trey Mooney, I think, will be a really good player long term. Clay Webb, when he eventually plays, Horsberg was really good before injuries, had issues there, but I think they're stacked in their forward pack. They are, yeah.
1: Providing that they uh, they stay fit and healthy there, I think the, the key there is going to be the Josh Hodgson yeah. scenario. Yeah, it's a big and question.
0: Have they mended now, that fence?
1: Now, we know what uh, Canberra are like without a seven. We, we saw that last year, and they struggled. So it's just going to be trying to get Foggity back as soon as they, they possibly can and hope that they can sort of be 50-50 and uh and put themselves in finals contention when he rolls around and, and comes back into the side because you know I I had them climbing the ladder. Uh, but yeah, it's it's sort of puts them back in that same situation. So they're gonna need some guys around that to step up. Hmm. They've got a lot of good young players there, no doubt about that, and you've highlighted that. I so think, I think the future there is is really, really bright. Yeah. And, you know, I, then it, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's highly unlikely that they're going to have a season like they did last year with the off-field and, and, that's and the, the, the injuries. And, you know, maybe a bubble just didn't suit a team like
0: Canberra. Well, maybe not with what was going on, where yeah. you, you spend extra time around each other yeah. when you've got beef. But if the clubs met the defences, the Hodgson thing worried me because it was still going in the off-season. I was talking, he was going to the Tigers.
1: Was it 2019 it, they played in the grand final? Yeah. Twenty like you know, you think about that, that's our last normal season.
0: Mm. So and then, the year after that they I mean, had to, they dusted them in the prelim, wasn't it? The they year? were
1: travelling up and back from Canberra that year. Yeah. So I think they're gonna no one's gonna like a return to some sort of normal more than the Raiders.
0: No. If they've put this to bed, Hodgson that situation now, he's going to Parramatta next year.
1: Throwing the home ground.
0: They're saying them. he's, you know, healthy looking better with the knee Starling was great last year you know he's another one I've sort of said it a few times that I don't mind him when he goes out and plays first or second receiver they might go to him to Starling and you know get Starling involved they're looking to give Starling a long term extension before he had another off field situation at the exact same pub that he got in trouble at 12 months ago which yeah, not smart. you know just something that you've, you've, you can't afford to do it mm. you just can't afford to do it but I think they've got a lot of options and I think part of the reason they missed last year like we talked about was all the other stuff. Mm. You know That defensive grit that we'd seen, which we hadn't drawn with Canberra, they look like they're building towards becoming a consistent top eight side, which is what we thought last year. I had them in the grand final. I thought they were going to be that good, and the wheels just absolutely fell off. Williams wanted to go. Players are arguing. Players are going after the club. Guy's not doing their job, but I just can't see that again. Papali can't be as bad. I think Topine, the way he's played in the the offseason and the potential there, Young, Hudson Young, he's got some silly stuff in his game, but I really like him. I really like Gould. I think Sutton's underrated. Like I said, Harawir and Ira was great off the bench. elliot has got a point to prove. Um, you know, having Kochuk and Rapani, you got yardage. They've got options in their centers. Like, I know they're going to give Croker the right to probably start there, but if, if Croker does get injured and pushed out, you know, Chris showed he could do a job. I, I'd honestly move Chance to one of those spots and get Savage back at fullback. Um... They've just got options, I think. They've got options there. Halves, you know, like you said, someone's just going to have to do a job, whether it's Williams, Frawley, or they give Schneider the keys. Someone's just got to steer and kick. But if Hodgson has his head on, those few forwards are recommitted and they want to be a threat, I think they can do enough um, and get themselves into... The- like They will still hanging on last year despite everything yeah, they've done. They were. So I know, again, we're, we're relying on everyone being on board and a lot of things to go right which is hard especially when you lose a seven but I think they can do enough um, I'm, I'm going to back them in to hold on and I've got them sliding into eighth position yeah
1: I've got them eighth as well
0: so yep. I, I probably would have had, honestly had them at sixth or somewhere else If but I could, you know
1: we have just previewed the Titans I could easily see the Titans finishing one ahead like yep. they're, they're that close and the Fogarty the Fogarty issue was the big one for me that had Canberra ahead of the Gold Coast but Now that's an issue.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it makes me... It doesn't make
1: me want to flip my pick. It'd be biased for me to say, oh, well, the Titans will finish ahead of the Raiders. I I think all in all, the Raiders are a little bit more experienced. And that's been proven by by the fact that they played in a grand final in 19. But Hmm. they've had some issues that obviously they've got to have to overcome as well.
0: I think, again, sure they've mended those Along with this...
1: Yeah, we're we're talking about last year. Let's just worry about this year. If they play their best footy, we're proving we footy. We've heard, if they play their best footy, they're a top eight 100%.
0: team. 100%. And we've heard nothing, which is good. And we mm. said it last year. Every time something happened, we just heard more. Yeah. We need to hear nothing. We don't want to hear 360s, and this has happened at Canberra, this and that, Ricky and the club. Players just stick together, no yeah. talk. And if that's the case, like we said, loaded forward pack, dynamic offload, second phase, two good hookers, two very different hookers. I think, Jack, get back to having fun, focus on your football. Options at one and in their outside backs, that's probably the one thing they've got to sort out. But um, if they can, you know, get themselves in a good position there, Origin, you know, there's probably not a lot of guys there. <clears throat> White and got a look in last year as that utility, but um, besides Papali, you know, there's probably not many guys there that are going to be Origin affected, you'd think. So they've got also a period there where they should be pretty good. Um, they have to turn it around. Mm. And again, that window only stays for so long. So while you've got Papali to Pine, Couple of these young guys pushing through, or Sutton etc. Good depth on your bench and a couple of young guys in. I'm not saying, you know, they're a threat to win the comp, but if Fogarty is, yeah, I think that closed. Good enough, you know, to come in and do a pretty good job. They probably put themselves again as a mid-top eight I side. Think that, or that
1: window was relying on George Williams probably sticking around and playing some good footy because
0: progressing from the year prior when they let yeah, Caesar go. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: but, but I think yeah. that little window is closed. They're, they're just now trying to kick that door open again and. You know, it may take a handful of those young fellas coming through, like you spoke about, yeah, into finding a consistent seven, which they're hoping that Fogarty's going to be that man.
0: Yeah. Um, so we've both got them sliding into eighth. The odds with bluebet.com.au to win the premiership, $19 minus 17. Top eight, $2, top 4 five fifty $5.50 to miss $1.75 to get the spoon, $21. And over, under is 11 dollars half So if you've got them in the finals, again, that magic number used to be 12 Going to
1: say over just. Uh, I've lost my page.
0: Well, if you've got them in the I've finals, got them. I've
1: got them eighth and I've got them gonna, going over.
0: Yeah, you're going to go over.
1: Yeah, only just. I've got them winning 12 games.
0: Yeah. So team two down. We move on to team number three now. St. George Illawarra Dragons, who were tipped to get the spoon last year. Ended up finishing 11th and honestly started the year quite well. But um, had a couple of injuries, then had Barbecue Gate and... Things just went backwards from there. Did and, they
1: win a game after barbecue? Yeah, uh, they did. But
0: things really went off the rails, but there was also a few, you know, a few guys there. You had your Normans and a few that were moving on. Duffy uh, was another one that was a lot of talk around. It's just it was a lot at the back end of the year. There was too much going on. Yeah, um, have sort of cleared the decks as well. Lots of guys out. Uh, Clunes moved on. Duffy, McInnes signed before he even played a game. Then did his knee. Pereira, Vaughan, Ellis. Uh, William Norman, Beal, Britton, and Lomax's younger brother. Uh, they are all moved on in terms of gains. He loves a dollar dazzler. He's gone out again and hit the market. Aaron Woods, Moses and Boy. Uh, George, uh, George, who I'm going to call him Blue, Burgess, after Blue from old school, because he's the recipient of a brand new plastic hip. <laughs> he's had his hip graft done. Frankie Molo, um, I think he's a solid player, but apparently they spent close to half a million dollars on him. I think that's insanity. Sewell come over on big money too, was sort of in and out of Southside. Moses Sewell, I think, will be good for them. He looked really, really fit the other night. Gazuski, some value. And uh, old Tau Tau, Moga, getting another run. But in terms of young kids, that's where it's at for the Dragons. We've spoke about it at Nauseam. Sullivan, Sloan, and Amone are the future of this club. That needs to be the case. They've got a few other guys there coming through. Connor Mulhoz in the nine It's pretty solid. Jackson Sheriff, Josh Corrick. Uh, They've got some real good guys that have come through that group. But the big one is just this trio and kept saying it last year. They need to be playing. They need to be in. It looks like a Monet from the trials now is an absolute no-brainer to start in the sixth jersey. They had Hunt at seven. Sloan, Ramsey flipped the two games. Sloan's the one. There's no question about it. The one there, still for me. Yeah, I
1: can't even believe it's a
0: question. Is McCulloch at nine they're apparently trying to turn Sullivan into a nine I don't understand that to me Sullivan's a half him and Amone come through together I want those guys one six seven and I still think Hunt's best football in particular rep football has been at nine yeah Um. but yeah they signed McCullough I, I disagree I yeah
1: I think Hunt's got to play seven
0: I, I'm in that, that you, don't, you don't think for the long term to get all of them in there and have him at nine guiding and kicking from dummy half and I saw this as a real opportunity to get that whole spine in and just bite the bullet on what your future is. And 1-7. Yeah. to seven, Now that you've got Lomax on the right, Suley on the left, rather on the you big
1: boy money to play seven. So
0: well, I'm still... I don't think opinion. Hunt
1: wants to play nine. I think he wants yeah, to play seven.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. I just think if I had those three and I look at McCulloch and they've extended him, I wouldn't have. I think the rules have gone away from the McCulloch at nine. I don't think McCulloch can... Go when there's a man down or really manipulate the ruck or take advantage of what's going on there. I think Hunt's played his better football. So
1: I would have had, like, looking across the comp, Mm. if I was the Broncos, I would have tried to get Ben Hunt back. I would have signed Reynolds. I I would have happily gone and said, just come back. Like, the last time Brisbane played finals footy and made a grand final was when, well, not played finals footy, but when they made a grand final was when they had Ben Hunt wearing the seven shirt.
0: I said it in our off-season podcast that it wouldn't surprise me if he was a target for the Dolphins. Yeah, well, that wouldn't surprise me. The Dolphins obviously have to get some guys off contract, but there's definitely going to be a handful that probably leave their club Mm. to take that chance. And I think he could definitely be one of them. Mm. That's who he played for. Um, Yeah, and similar deal. Because
1: you're right. It's a bubble in the carpet at the Dragons at the moment. You've got sort of five blokes, four spots. Mm. Six blokes, four spots, really. And... Yeah, it's just sort of how you shuffle and bring the youth in and, and I get it. While using the guys who you're actually contracted to play in those positions that are the senior players as well. It's the other nine it's a good headache to have for the Dragons. Yeah.
0: The other night it looked good, but I still look at McCulloch and I'm like, if you're gonna compete and move forward, he's not part of my plan the next two years. He's not my starting nine. But if you're gonna have Hunt still on mm. contract for a few more years and I've got Sullivan Sloan and Amone, I'm not turning Sullivan into a nine. I think he could be dynamic dynamic out of there as a runner defensively, the size of him, and he's yeah, been no, injury he needs to be
1: developing him in the position he's going to play. I want
0: him, him to play with Moan and Sloan as he's come through it, 1-6-7. And, and I think, yeah. again, Hunt has shown it. Rep football at 9, you know, running, defending, kick to 40-20, like, you know, that Queensland game the other week. It's, yeah, I don't know. I stink for their team and where they're at right now. The other now. one's
1: Jack Bird. They're talking about Jack Bird.
0: I wouldn't sign Jack Bird.
1: Well, they're talking about him wanting to walk now, so...
0: Well, I'd let him I'd almost
1: walk. let him walk, yeah. Their so forward
0: pack in New South Wales Cup this year is going to be an NRL forward pack. Mm. If there's one thing he's done, he's brought some forwards. Because if you look at it, he brought Woods in. He started him with Laurie last week. If they played full strength, that would have probably those two, Sims and Sewer in the back row, DeBellin a Lock, which then means your bench is going to have Molo, Kerr, Burgess, and then you still have... A fair few guys like Terrell Fuemano suspended, they've got Alvaro still. Um, he's got Palasa Jackson Ford, Josh McGuire suspended for four or five rounds. And if you had Burt on top of that, like they're actually stacked in terms of forwards, yeah. Um, in terms of quality, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of a uh, Woods. And again, we talk about big sides, they're a big side, like George Burgess, big Molo, big Kerr, big Woods, big. It's it's a very straight up and down team, so clearly they want to try and put a dent in the middle to play to what their strength is. And their strength is fairly clear. The one to seven's very strong. Amono is going to run the football hunt, whether he's at seven or like I said, I hope he went to nine and Sullivan gets in left and right centers for them. I think it's just going to be put a hole in a team, early body to your centers, low max quality with the football. Sully's damaging with the football, Sloan floating around, looking to play off the back of them and, and quick, you know, quick play the balls. Um, Overall, like I said, I think they're going to be a good nuisance value. Getting someone like him by worries me again as well because I look at him and go, well, if he's going to play him at halves and hooker and these sort of spots, it's obstructing mm. these kids again. But if I'm looking at this right now and I'm a Dragons fan, I'm like, you know, Ravalawa, Sloan, Lomax, Suli, Ramsey, Amone, Hunt, big thumbs up 1-7. to seven. Yeah. And I want Sullivan in there. But I'm looking at the forwards and, again, long-term, Woods, no. Kerr, no. George, no. Like, Jack, I couldn't believe after two years off, they upgraded him and given him four years and he, the game sort of changed and you didn't know if he was going to be the same. Like, you've pushed all in. Yeah. You don't even know what you've really got just yet. Like, I get why they wanted to re-sign him because they stuck with him and they put a lot behind him, but I, I don't see where they had to pay him more and extend him for so long.
1: Well, they didn't have
0: to. But hmm. I'm looking at the forward pack and yeah, Sura at his best can be good, but again, he's been on and off. Sims, they've told he can move on. He's older. Maguire is just prone to be suspended. They're going to be good nuisance value, definitely. But I don't see enough in that forward pack in particular to do a job against, say, the top four or five sides. So agree. I think they'll be in the hunt for, say, maybe those seven and eight sort of spot, that cluster in the middle there, but I don't see it happening. Um, I've got them finishing at 11th. I've got them 10th. Super excited to watch Sloan, Amone, hopefully a healthy Sullivan. And I think, yeah, if they can... Put put a hole in some teams and move the football to these young outside backs. Get bored of those quality centers and have a own running like he was the other night. There'll be some weeks where those kids are going to be great fun to watch. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but with bluebet.com.au, the odds for the Dragons there forty one dollars for the Premiership, fifty one for the minor, three fifty top eight, top four, ten dollars to miss the eight, a dollar twenty for the spoon, four dollars fifty. The over or under is seven and a half, so over if you go going there. Yeah, but, I've got over. Yeah, I think. They'll win more games than that. And same deal again, just like even Origin, if they take Hunt, um, you know, if Sewer gets another look in, there's probably not a lot there that I think will leave. So during that period, they've probably got a good run. Um, But yeah, we move on now to the Brisbane Broncos and a lot of expectation after, you know, last year Kev took the job. All the Brisbane Old Boys got what they wanted. They got rid of Seabold. He came in and said, you know, it's a cultural problem, it's this, and we should be playing finest football after. Four to six weeks, the knives were being thrown again. That look at this squad, and you know, they've moved on this person, they've moved on that person. I heard someone not long ago, a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to the radio, I was like, Oh, they got rid of McCulloch and Bird before him. I'm like, No, Kev got rid of McCulloch and Bird and moved those few guys on. Um, but he certainly got more than he bargained for. It wasn't as easy as what he thought. No. And uh, the tune changed a lot as the yeah, year went when on.
1: Seabold loaned McCulloch,
0: loaned McCulloch yeah. And he had Bird there and a couple of guys. But yeah. all that aside, Kev certainly was in for more than he bargained for. They brought Iken back and Dave Donahue from Melbourne, looking to take over the football department, looking to take care of recruitment and retention and take control of the club, which is a great idea, um, in my opinion, certainly was needed. And they went out and made a couple of big splashes. They brought in Adam Reynolds, a key seven, Kurt Catewell, a veteran back rower. And then because of their cap situation, they tried to find some value... Around that, so Branko Lee comes in, Corey Jensen, Logan Bayless is a young guy um, who they brought in as well, Jordan Pereira for a bit of squad depth, Ryan James to probably tutor some of these younger guys, Billy Walters, and Tamari Martin back after the brain bleed and the issue he had. Mm. So you look at that, but losses massive clean out. Xavier Coates, Pungai Jr., Croft, Milford, Alex Glenn, Asiata, Bulamai, Zaya Kenna, Teo, Come, I can't. Denny Levi, Jesse Arthur's out on loan. Um, and in terms of young kids, again, most have been seen. Um, Bayless is the new one, but Willison did his ACL. He's signed until 2025 now. T.C. late debutante. Pia Kuro, they paid almost half a million dollars to before he played a game. Played one game, got suspended. Ezra Mam is probably the big one that people haven't heard or seen much about. Very much uh, a young dynamic half who runs and very milford I guess, in that sense. Played q Cut last year. Played very well. He's in the frame and Cobbo, who a lot of people have seen. And long-term, the position they certainly need. A young kid named Blake Moser, who was signed as a hooker. He's not in the NRL squad, but uh, he's someone they're looking to build up for the next two years to bring in. Um, I look at this squad again, and I've got similar questions that I've had the whole time. The improvement individually, or the talent individually. Everyone can talk about Haas and... Ricky and you know Carrigan before his injury. And now we've got Katewell and Flegler and Rabadi and whatever else. But it's under delivered. Um, it's been very very poor for a couple of years. I know Reynolds is there to steer the ship, but I still have worry over the rest of the spine and the support he's going to have around him. Pakes has apparently overtaken Turpin now. Turpin's never really been healthy. Pakes has been converted from a Australian schoolboy's number six to a nine. Tessie New has played fullback. Cobbo's apparently going to play fullback. They talked about Azarko. Now Azarko looks like he's out. I get a real bad feeling that this is going to be another year of chopping and changing and ins and outs and no consistency. And even somebody like a Reynolds will obviously be able to steer a team, guide a team, kick and, and do some good things. I just don't have a lot of confidence that the spine's going to be stable around him. Um, and then forward wise, similar deal again. Flegler now has played enough seasons, needs to do more, but he's not going to be back. He's suspended until round four. New apparently is going to be out for the first few weeks with a hamstring. Willison mid-season. Pia Kuru suspended. And now today they've announced that a few of them got COVID. So round one, no Reynolds. Potentially no Kobe Hetherington, who was a bright spark for at the back in the last year. Um, this season might get off to a rough start. And then the talk was that Kevy was up for a new deal and people said he was getting a new deal but now it's been talked that they're holding off.
1: Well, why they don't have to sign him to anything.
0: I would be signing
1: him, you know, once you know that the team's going to make the eight or you're happy with where the team's at and you're happy that he's the man moving forward. But right at this point in time, why wouldn't Kevvy's management be trying to get him an extension? Because, Mm. you know, a ball hasn't been kicked and there's no reason to criticise at the moment. So, yeah, look, I like the Broncos, I think they'll improve. I'm not sure they'll make the eight, but I think they'll definitely improve. They may have the best center pairing in the comp in Staggs and Farnworth.
0: Big fan of... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we
1: charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we
0: decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Herbie, and again, I'm surprised the Dolphins haven't gone there harder just yet. Mm. I'd I'd be after it. Reynolds
1: jumps in. They've got a good forward pack. I've got some questions over the one and the nine, and then who's going to play next to him? Next to Reynolds in the six, well, they're I think probably Kelly's my biggest
0: options to start with. But he's been in and out in the preseason. Well, there round. you go.
1: That that that's the reason I've got a little bit of concern around the talk about- those elements. But uh, yeah, look, I think there's enough. There's enough there to warrant and to think that they're going to improve. But is there enough there to think that they're going to play finals football? I, I don't think so. I I agree with um, you know the comments that you made about Kevin Walters. Like I think this is the defining year for for him yeah, if, they if don't they have
0: to slide, make finals but they need to see mm, that this team's moving the right direction correct. and with a couple of key players in and they're young guys that it's going the right way.
1: You know if he finishes in a similar position to where they did last year, his job's probably 50-50. and they've taken all if he the stress improves off him
0: them now. he's just the coach that's yeah. all he's gonna do
1: if he improves them I think you'll he'll get an extension yeah but if they slide and they're in the bottom four I, I don't think he'll have a job at the end of the year.
0: Mm. Well if he's erratic and chopping and changing and you know emotionally up and down again which is well, like gonna said,
1: that's him. That's that's Kelly. Yeah I know. but in the NRL yeah. you've
0: got to be more stable. So mm. with Ikon and Donahue there I think they're looking long term. They obviously don't going to win a comp right now they're not that crazy and I don't even think I don't even think they think they can make the eight but they're going to be looking, like I said, every day with a microscope at training, progression, oh, squad development.
1: You, you go and sign Adam Reynolds, you, you feel as though you can make the eight. Mm.
0: But I'm very interested to see even that combination, how that works out. Like, if you're going for future purposes, I'd throw Mam in, but he's only a kid. Yeah. I think next to Reynolds, it's the perfect sort of thing. Because when you've got a guy like Reynolds, you don't have to worry about steering aside and doing all the rest of it. Like, Gamble did a stand up job plugging in, but in all honesty, like, I'm not playing him with Adam Reynolds. Yeah. defensively he holds up but in terms of what he delivers otherwise he's not dynamic in attack he's not a huge running threat like Kelly at least has a little bit of creativity and a bit of a run threat I know he's a bit older now um you know and then the other one is obviously man Mame. Mam's biggest question is if you throw him in as like a 19 20 year old kid and he's only slight is he going to hold up defensively but he brings probably that X factor like a Cody Walker or a Milford or those sort of guys that you can put next to a Reynolds and they don't have to stress about running the team yeah um Hooker, Pakes, or Turpin. I think Turpin, you know, injury-prone has been in and out. I, I definitely like the Pakes coming through as a six. Now that they've converted him, I can see him jumping out if they can roll on and being explosive. But again, um, stability there. And then and then one's the same deal. Mazarco New. Talk about Cobbo and they're feeling the heat from the Dolphins and they're going to pay him big money. Like, he hasn't played first-grade fullback yet. Yeah, no. Um, he think. played the trial the other night and he, he was okay, but he also looked a bit tired because he clearly hasn't played those minutes or... Done that training load. Like NRL fullback and Queensland Cup fullback are two completely different things. So. Poor, oh, you're massive. Uh, and the other thing's Stag's health last year, big part of everything. He can, you know, also for him, it's not only just health when he was on the field, suspensions, discipline as a whole for this squad. Ricky defensively needs to be better. Carrigan now he's back. And, like Haas, you could see the frustration. And that's another big worry, probably just before we move on. The talk around the Roosters is getting real serious. Jared, Tokyaho, they've only got a year or two left and they're going to move on. The Roosters are there like years prior to him even finishing trying to get this deal across the line for paying ass. And if mm. I'm paying arse and I've done three or four years and you feel nothing's moving in the right direction, you've had some drama up there with family and that, maybe a fresh start in Sydney's not such a bad thing. Huh. But Especially with the Roosters. They're talking a long-term deal. They're, they're almost offering a lifetime contract now because they're feeling the heat. So I tell you what, if things go bad and things don't look like they're moving forward and the Roosters sitting there on the outside to try and get him for, I don't know, I don't even know his contract is. I can't even see it right now, but there's been a lot of talk. It's still, you know, probably another 12 months or so to run. If you lost him and you're the Broncos, you'd be devastated. Absolutely. Absolutely devastated. But
1: but in the end, what's going to keep him there is to have cohesion, uh, consistency in, the, in terms of coaching staff mm. and a successful season.
0: Like even James, I know they brought him in when they said they needed an older head, but like you know, you had Glenn there already, you had an older head who was a veteran of the club. You've had guys there, Ben Teo, like to even to make that sort of comment, like were they not contributing to the development of young guys? I don't know. Like mm. I looked at a Bullimore and thought I would have rather keep Bullimore and build him up. He gets to go now to a club that made finals football and got some really good guys around him, but they're still very, very young. Um, but there needs to be a big step forward. will hopefully can help Riki develop, in particular defensively. Carrigan off the injury hopefully comes back good. I liked Hetherington, but yeah, it's a big year for guys like Flegler, Carrigan, and then that they've played a couple of years of first grade now. They need to do better. Um, they're still very very young, and yeah, the half situation he's got six options there, mm. and I just feel it might be a merry go round to get in those key positions and not stable enough. So I've got the Broncos finishing thirteenth.
1: I have them finishing
0: in twelfth. Twelfth. And with bluebet.com.au they're twenty six dollars to win the comp. Thirty-four for the minor premiership. Seven dollars for the top four. Two eighty for the top eight to miss, a dollar for the spoon, thirteen dollars, and the over under is ten and a half. I've gone under.
1: I've gone under, I think they'll win ten games.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, maybe Seven or eight, somewhere around there, but yeah, I don't. If they hit 10, I think that's a good season, in all honesty. If they just missed the finals, uh, we now move on in this random list I've got here to the Melbourne Storm. So, last year they finished first in the regular season, got eliminated in the preliminary final, uh, first in attack, second offensively, 21 and 3. They set a record or equal the record, 19 wins in a row. They exceeded everyone's expectations. Without Cameron Smith, every year someone's moved on, there's been questions, but none bigger than last year. But um, I'll tell you what, they blew those expectations out of the water. The dynamic of that forward pack, the two nines, having Smith and Harry Grant, even though Harry Grant missed some football, the emergence of some of their squad guys, like again, Nico Hines has now, you know, got paid an absolute stack after playing half a season at Melbourne after moving around Queensland Cup and waiting for an opportunity for four or five seasons. Like, it was crazy what Melbourne did last year. Remus Smith and Olam, I thought you're talking about center pairings. I think they've got one of the best center pairings in the competition, but um, huge moves in terms of who left. Nico Hines, Dale, Finucane, Josh Adokar, then a lot of guys on the fringe of their squad. Um, Brinko, Lee, Max King, Booth, Judah Hyde, Riley Jacks, Atkinson, Smoothie, big turnover, but some guys in and again. I'm pretty happy with what they've done. You know, when you look at the moves. Josh King is one of those guys, again, just look undervalued at a club, bit of a grinder. This sort of situation is usually the best place for these kind of guys to go to a club like Melbourne. Mm. Xavier Coates, said it a million times, just looked a little bit broken from being in that team, being so young, losing, a lot of bad things happening around you. I think Melbourne, this preseason for him, would have been a complete reboot for a guy that is just raw talent. And I think he's going to have a big year. Warbrick from Rugby Sevens. No idea about him, but have heard some good things. Picking up Nick Arima's brother after he had some trouble. He was very good in Queensland Cup last year. Bring some versatility. And Nick Manny, I think, is going to be a bargain boy. Dogs didn't want him. Melbourne snagged hmm. him. Dogs rang him a week later, doubled his contract offer. And then he thought to himself, okay, now they've only rung me once they found out about this. So he left. Looking forward to seeing him play.
1: Yeah, definitely. He'll but- be another do- dollar dazzler. Out um, of the out of the two dollars shop bin and love it. Craig Bellamy will well you've already seen Craig Bellamy utilise him and improve him in the yeah, trial
0: game. Played one, played at yep. the halves. they played him a few spots. You saw Nick Arima play hooker, just play looks half, competent. And just getting the best out of those guys again. Like even just looking at those two straight away, I'm like Nickarima signed by the Roosters on big money, had big expectation. Obviously an off field incident, but he's as good as Cody, and he covers multiple positions. Yeah, he can play first grade like Nick Meaney can play half wing kick goals, play fullback, you, you, you've covered a lot of stuff again, and you say how car moves out, then they jag Xavier Coates from the Broncos, to come in and again, be one of these wingers off the production line, that they've had, so yeah, I, I see a lot there, for what they've lost, but um, probably the hard thing I guess, to start the year for them, just a couple of guys missing, so Mika, he's on the, the stand down policy, for an off field incident, don't know when that's going to be resolved, he was a big part of their bench rotation, Munster, Uh, and Cheese they had downgrades so Cheese is available round one which is great for Melbourne because Harry Grant suspended from the game
1: last year so
0: they get him probably in for nine Um, Munster's now back round two Chris Lewis back round two in terms of injuries Pappenhausen's touching go for round one but the beauty is like we said they've got a guy like Meany there right now and Cooper Johns who was looking like he was going to play six round one to cover is out until round five or six with an AC joint so possibility there that Jaden Nikorima gets that opportunity or potentially they talked about Meany, Maybe they'll move Meany. Um, no, actually, I guess you have missing Pappenhausen. Yeah, you might have to play him there. But the other one was Wishart. Wishart at the Dragons, they were saying played mostly halves. i sent him play some nine in junior games, but they brought him down there to Melbourne. They've had him train with Billy Slater as a fullback. They've also coached him up as a nine. He was very impressive on the weekend. So they've got someone else there again with some versatility. Um, the back line, like we said, pretty much the same, except you swap out Fox for Xavier Coates. Nelson's good to go for the time being. And in terms of the forward pack, it's the last right. You've got Jesse Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich, and Felice Cafusi all moving on to the Dolphins, with Cheese likely playing Locke um, once Harry's back on the field. And Welch, who was outstanding last year, uh, yeah, it's it's a really big year. It's going to be a, a big end of an era. Usually, there's been one or two guys move on incrementally, but this is essentially the end of this Ford pack at the end of this season.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. This is an end of an era. That's for sure. Mm. So, yeah, they want to make amends and they want to bank lots of wins and put themselves in a position to win a competition. I feel as though they'll probably look back at last years and
0: yeah, a bit of a letdown.
1: Yeah, they probably save their best footy. Oh, they sorry, their worst footy to their last to game. Them. But mm. you know, sometimes that's what happens.
0: Well, I think there's going to be a lot of motivated guys. I think Jesse's been okay the last couple of years, but not as good. But I think him, Felice, and Kenny will be looking to have big years. The fact that Cheese can now move to thirteen and give Harry more time, or if they want to start with him, get Harry enough to twenty. Yeah. they can move King to lock. They've got the versatility there with guys like Lewis and Eisenhuth, um, Tempo and Morawa, who they picked up as a dollar dazzler. Nelson's still there. Hopefully, Tui gets back, so they have that one-two punch off the bench. Um, And then, like we said, the outside backs. You've obviously now got Meany there, Warbrick, who they're working with for cover. Eremia, I thought, tried hard in the few games he got. Um, And I'm very interested to see Jack Houth. We talked about him when he was a 16-year-old. They signed him there. Melbourne don't give out contracts lightly. This kid still hasn't played first grade. They gave him five years, $2.5 million. Mm. So he's clearly someone that they see as a future back row for one of these guys that's leaving. Um, he can also play center. He's definitely mobile enough to to play there. He might see some time off the bench. I also like Liero the other young back row. Who got some games at the back end of last year. So, um, but the biggest thing for me moving forward that people question when will it finally fall down? If you've locked in Munster, which is looking likely, Hughes, who still has another year to run, but they're talking contracts with Harry Grant and Pappenhausen And if you've got a good spine, yeah, you can fill in the rest. You can move forward. Um, but and that's the other one that a lot of people are talking about Munster has had some ups and downs some good years some bad years I think he's been awfully inconsistent but last year I'm not going to go into depth but a lot of stuff happened off field with himself his partner partners like there was a lot of stuff that went on the end of the season wasn't ideal but went to really, Craig Bellamy saying like without you know it's hard to say it, but the situation may be the best thing that's ever happened to him and looking at the way he looks at the moment he um, looks fit he looks he's as fit as he's been since he, he got in he looks fit um, if he plays to his potential, which I don't think he has for a few years, along with the way that Hughes and these other guys have been playing, they're a genuine threat again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see Jerome Hughes and hopefully this version of Cameron Munster play together with a healthy Pappenhaus and Harry Grant. And anyone who thinks Brandon Smith won't play to his potential because he signed anyway, I don't think you know Brandon Smith. Yeah, he's just crazy. Brandon Smith is one of those guys that just loves footy and he's a psychopath. Yeah. So, I'm awfully optimistic and everyone probably think I'm biased because I'm a Melbourne fan, but I think they're going to have a big year. Um, I think they're a chance to win the competition. But, yeah, I think during the season, regardless of origin and representation, everything that's going on, they always bank a lot of wins. They're basically always a lock for the top four. So, I've got them finishing first. It wouldn't surprise me if they they weren't, but I think they're definitely in the top four. I've got them one because I just know what I'm going to get from them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like you said, as... Previously mentioned, it's a bit of a statement year for them.
0: Yeah, a lot of Both guys moving
1: through of the fact that guys are moving on, but also how last year finished
0: exactly. And again, I think they've got cover in some of those areas. Like Cooper's been waiting a few years now. meany and Nikarima to cover halves hooker Wishart. I think it's going to be underrated. The Tui thing's probably one question. Just having him and Nelson rotate with Welch and Jesse was big. Um, they were really helpful. And, yeah, just interested to see some of those other guys after another preseason in Tepei, Liero, Howth if he gets injected. But, um, yeah, Coates as well, flipping to the left side to play with Olam. Really excited to see those two play together. Cool. Two very physical Papua New Guinean boys. And might see some shades of old Israel Folau on these to kick out to that wing. We haven't had that sort of height for a few years now since Sully moved on. Um, but I think Coates probably going to have an outstanding year playing outside Olam. It's gonna be a very physical edge, that's for sure. Mm. But uh Melbourne Storm with bluebet.com.au, five dollar for the premiership. Uh, minor premiership four fifty, top eight a oh eight, top four dollar fifty-seven to miss the eight, six twenty-five for the spoon, hundred and fifty-one dollars seventeen and a half. Um, one of the bigger ones. The last couple of years, I think they've won in the shortened season, I think they won eighteen or seventeen. Last yep. year, they won 21. The year before that, I think they won 20. So, you know, if you're saying that Melbourne are going to go 18 and 6, that wouldn't surprise me. So, I'm going to go over.
1: Uh, over or under, I went over.
0: Yeah, 75% of their games, you'd, you'd back Melbourne to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Moving on from the Storm into the Warriors. No one has had it harder the last few years in terms of situation haven't played at home since 2019 and this year at the moment their homecoming has been pushed back again they were looking to play the panthers i think it was just after mid-season and they returned to home but that's now been delayed it's been another off-season you know here and what it been delayed oh, i don't know i don't pay attention to what's going on in new zealand but something's changed again and they can't go back so they've been based in redcliffe again It's another one of these situations, like I said last year, where I look at their team and I like a lot of what's going on, but it's just such a hard situation. Um, But in terms of what's come in, the return of Sean Johnson, and I think the timing isn't that bad given where they both are. Aaron Penne from Melbourne, uh, Ash Taylor on a bargain buy. Good to see him in a different environment and how that plays out, and if he does play, and Jesse Arthur's on loan. Losses, they moved on a lot of guys, I think mostly through what they had internally, in particular on the outside backs, moving on from... Marmolo, Tour sort of surprised me until I seen the outside backs in Pompey, uh, Rocco, uh, Vallejo, young guy, they've got Cozy. They obviously have a lot there that they're looking at and thinking they can get a bit more value for money. Um, so that happened. Armour retired. O'Sullivan moved on. Uh, Kane Evans, that needed to happen. They moved him on. Paul Turner, Hiku, Tanoa Brown, Chad Townsend was on loan. But the big one was Roger Tuovasashek going back to rugby, which is already become a bit controversial because you see Walsh and you're like, wow, they've mm-hmm. already found somebody. And within 12 months, they have the off-season issue, they back him up, they put their arm around him and already now we're here and he's unsettled and wants to go back to a <laughs> Queensland team. So if you're the poor Warriors, you're like, well, great. Fuck, mate, we put our arms around you, we got you out. We Well, they're essentially a Queensland team anyway. Yeah, right? so say yeah, you're living Greenfield, in Queensland, yeah. but you've pushed the chips all in, you've taken the kid on board and Brisbane basically brushed him and have completely you know, shit the bet on this one. I doubt he goes back to Brisbane, mind you. But if I'm Wayne Bennett and the Dolphins sitting over there, which is why I think the alarm bells would be going off, and I'm the Warriors with Reese Walsh, I don't know how long this contract is. I think it's got another year to go. But I'd be saying to the Dolphins, you can fuck off, basically, if they want him. Yeah. And he can kick and scream and do it he once. I'd ice him for a whole year after what they've done to him. They yeah, they've, threw... got no... they've got no obligation. Nah, them. but they've threw yeah. their support behind him. They've backed him with the off-season incident. Now you're hearing this stuff about him, basically potentially want to get out already. Mm. If I'm the Warriors, I'd be absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, um, you just want to know how much of it's true. Yeah. well, There'll we'll, be conversations going on. We're going to find out. But I think, yeah, the fact that Johnson's come back, probably good situation for them. A bit more stability at the back end of the Sharks there, learning a bit like Benji did at the back end of his career that you have to be a different player. Uh, in terms of who he plays with, I'm a big fan of Chanel with Harris, but in the trials... They were flipping between him and Walsh playing at six to get Walsh on the ball a bit more because he's actually a very good ball player Yeah. and having Tevita Harris come from the back. My only issue there is Tevita Harris, outstanding defender. I can iron blokes out. Walsh in the front line. I don't know if I'm as confident yeah, defensively. I think you just want him flipping an attack. I'm happy with that. Um, maybe if also because Walsh is suspended. Oh, now he's not suspended. Um, he can play straight away round one. There's a bit of versatility there, but I reckon it'll be Tevita Harris and Johnson, Walsh at the back. Rocco Berry last year, big fan of him in the centres a lot. Pompey looked pretty good as well at the back end of the year, but you're probably going to have him, those two in your centres, with Montoya and Dallin. Their forward pack at full strength is great. Um, if you've got Fanua Blake, potentially Katara on one edge, Aiken looks like he's going to transition uh, you know progression at the back end of the year and then be able to bring off the bench like a Murdoch, Massilla, Lodge, and they've got some other guys that they can roll through there. The, the big one missing, obviously, is Tahu Harris late knee injury he's not going to be available to mid-season but um, with Fenua Blake Lodge and a couple of those big bodies they've got dynamic guys on the edges Johnson being back there their spine their yardage I, I think they're definitely going to be able to do some damage I think it's the stuff that we usually worry about from the Warriors consistency discipline just coming in and out of games at times and it's year three basically as nomads of the rugby league world mm. they you know when does that wear thin or doesn't wear thin I think it's already but if you have things like Walsh and you get injuries early on or things get a bit ugly it's one of those ones again where I think they're one of the only teams that has excuses now because they're still sort of living this bubble life not essentially a bubble life but they're still living out of a suitcase for a third year but I think there's definitely some talent in this squad Um, I don't know what happens with Ash Taylor but I think it's good that he's out of the Gold Coast Titans the million dollar thing's done Now just get back to football. If he gets his opportunity, it's a pretty handy forward pack to play behind. A lot of talk around Nick you know, does he play off the bench as a utility? There was talk he wanted to go back to Brisbane. He's another one I reckon will be straight back with Wayne Bennett with the Dolphins next year in some sort of role. But um, if Harris comes back into this team, they're healthy and Johnson stabilizes things in the halves with Walsh and Davida Harris. I like this back line. I like this forward pack. I think this could be a finals dark horse if things all went right. I don't think they're threatening, but things going right, I, I think the Warriors could play finals football on, on best form. Yeah, I don't know if I have enough faith. Harris missing um, early sort of hurts my soul. I love Toe Harris. He's been outstanding since he left, um, and yeah, the Walsh stuff early. Hopefully, bit better luck with injuries, and I'm hopefully keen to see young Otacolo play a little bit more out of nine. I know they've extended Egan. I'm a big fan of Otacolo. Um, but, yeah, I think the Warriors are a tough one to get a read on just again with that situation. I hope they get to go home at some stage this year. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. In the end, Don't I, I've got them finishing 10th.
1: Uh, I've got them finished 11th.
0: All right. Um, with bluebet.com.au, $41 to win the comp, $41 to win the minor premiership, $4 for the top eight, F- top four, ten $10 to miss a twenty, spoon $7 and over under... Eight and a half. I've got over at eight and a half. I think nine or ten. I've got them over as well. I've got ten. So right 10 around minutes. that mark. Um, yeah. Moving on. The Newcastle Knights. Seventh last year. Fifteenth in attack. Eighth defensively. Twelve and twelve record. Plenty of drama last year. Early on with Pierce and the offseason. Then he was injured. Then they had the drama with Ponga, who was in and out. Injured. Was he going to play Origin? He wasn't going to play Origin. They made a very late push um, on the back of... Outstanding play by their forward pack and Braley really steering the ship, but ultimately, at the back end they got done early in the finals again, week one. Their outside backs were poor, way too many errors out of yardage, put pressure on their forward pack. And again, if you're missing guys out of your spine constantly, they're not playing together, it's going to be hard to play final football. And now they're coming to this season with Pierce having left the club, they haven't been out, they've replaced him with Adam Calloon, who I actually like as a football. I think he's solid, but again, hasn't played a full season at half. Steered aside, um, and then Jaden Braley's torn his Achilles. So you've essentially lost your 7, seven nine. and your nine. After again, never been able to keep those guys in the field, and they're the reason at the back end of the year that steered you towards the finals. With a guy like Ponga, who again's been hot and cold, and beaten up on bottom eight sides, hasn't really delivered against top end sides yet. It was injury prone last year, and. A lot of talk again about him in the off-season, about big contracts, Dolphins moving on and All Blacks and Rugby. He's been linked to bloody everything. And now he's the captain. He's apparently going to have a long-term extension. This is his team moving forward. Uh, I tell you what, he's going to have a hell of a lot on his shoulders this year because with those two guys missing, he's going to have to do a fair bit in attack. Yes, yeah, he's definitely going to need to be stepping up.
1: I think that's what they need from him. They're paying him marquee money. They need consistent marquee performances for him. Mm. Simple as that. Um, and the captaincy, he needs to be influencing other players and you know, demonstrating those leadership qualities that he probably hasn't demonstrated in a consistent basis, but um, they're certainly going to need it now, particularly with those guys moving on. You know, Pearson Braley... Pierce moving on, Braley, season-ending injury.
0: Well, I think mid-year or late, they're saying, but still, by yeah. that time, the damage could be done.
1: Yeah, there's going to be a hell of a lot left on Kalen Ponga's shoulders this year. So, yeah. you know, let, let's see if he can grid out a couple of wins and, you know, if you're the best player on the team and you're on marquee money, like he's on, what would be on oh, close to a million dollars a year. He's over a million dollars, I think, million, I think you need to be said. Um, you need to be winning your team games.
0: Yeah. And they've now put it on him that this is your club. You are the captain. We want you here long term. Yeah. You know, so now there's a lot... You need
1: guys like Bradman Best to be playing more footy.
0: Yeah, well, that's... Sort of so... Seen seen some
1: growth in some of these young players. And
0: The one signing they made, which I think is excellent, because their outside backs need that leader, is Dane Gagai. Dan Gagai will show yeah, you... Signing. ...toughness, yardage, and being aggressive in defence. But Bradman Best, so far, has not been able to stay on the field. And mm. even in the trial the other night, straight away again, ankle problem. Off, yeah. So... He needs to stay on the field. They need some stability in their wing spots. They've had Heimel. They've had Tuala. Dom Young's look like he's had a couple opportunities. Edric Lee played before that, before getting a long-term injury. Um, you know, I think Ford's they're outstanding. The two Safidis have stepped up in leaps and bounds. Daniel, in particular, outstanding. But back into the year, we saw some growth in Jacob. Barnett, I think, is really, really good. Frizzell was still a bit shaky health-wise, but he looked really good the other night. The big one for them as well off the bench, they want to see Dra Momosia deliver this year. He's had two really bad injuries. He looks healthy. He looks like he's ready to go, along with Clemmer, who looked a bit frustrated at the back end of last year. There's some talk about him moving on. I certainly think they've got enough in their forward pack to keep them in games and be gritty for the majority of the year. The question is, now that Pierce and Braly are out long-term, if Clune, I think clune will do a solid job. He'll steer, he'll kick, he'll do his yeah. job. But... Can Ponga. He's not Pierce. No, he's not Pierce. But can Ponga and Clifford do enough with him and Randall at nine, who again is going to do a solid job to win them games of football? I think they're going to struggle for points. I think teams are going to double up on wherever Ponga is on the field. Um, I think he's going to be the man you're looking for. Clifford again looked better when he had Pierce back, someone steady with him. I'm, I think, again, Clune can do that job, but he hasn't done that job for a full season in the NRL. So. Correct. But that being the case, I look at them and I'm like, I. You know, Gagai best, great pairing, great forward pack, but I just don't see enough out of the spine. So two years of just making it into the finals. I think this year they fall out. I agree. Yeah. Um, in terms agree, of what yeah. they've got on the fringe as well, there's some good kids there. But again, if we see them, I'm not sure. Like they're talking about playing men as that new style 13 and Phoenix Crossland helping out at nine or 13 as well. Um, they're obviously trying to, again, add another layer to their attack. Um, they've got some young halves there. Christian Mapapalenghi, Nathaniel Sasangi's had raps on him for a long time, hasn't really seen the field that much. Um, Christian Valera, a young centre, is supposed to be a pretty decent player. Uh, and there's uh, another young prop. I think the last name sort of evades me off the top, mate. I think it was Manana. Manana, man. And there was a, a hooker, Mitchell Black, who hasn't got to play for two years. Like COVID's really put a hurt on some yeah. of that. But, yeah, I, I'm not awfully optimistic, unfortunately, for Newcastle fans. Me neither. And... Yeah, I've uh, got them finishing 12th. i got them 13th. For the Premiership with BlueBet.com, they are $29, $34 for the minor Premiership. Top 8, $3. Top 4, $8 to miss, $1.35. For the Spoon, $10. And the over-under is 9.5. So that's right on the border again.
1: 9.5, i got them under at 9.
0: Yeah, I think I'll go 9 as well wouldn't surprise me if they won 10 or something like that and sat there with that forward pack. But, yeah, it's just a lot from that spine, that's for sure. And, yeah, not really confident about that. And um, Roosters we've got here as our eighth and final team. We're going to break this up into two parts just to do with uh, work and the flood situation and the time of night we've got here. So we're going to come back tomorrow. And do the other eight teams just so we get something out because it is almost midnight here. But to finish off for our first eight teams season previews, we have the Sydney Roosters here that I've picked out. They were fifth last year in attack. They were fifth defensively. They were fourth, sixth, and at eight. What a season they had considering the circumstances. They lost Cordner, Friend, Keary, Collins, and Josh. Ah, sorry, Brett Morris basically in the first four rounds or so. And you looked at that. Yeah, I had them as well. Sorry. You'd sit there in the first four rounds going, like, you've just lost five starters. Like, crazy. What what are you going to do? And they just battled on. and (laughs) They made the eight. We saw guys come in and... Comfortably. You know, the best thing is, not only did they get guys coming and play above, they also blooded a lot of guys that they probably wouldn't have planned on doing for at least, you know, another 12 to 18 months. And people did a job. Like, you know, Tukapua, Nafahu White, Fletcher Baker, um, Egan Butcher... Sawali so, well, they obviously got the debut. Walker was busted at the back end, but when he was healthy early in the year, he played very well. Hutchison, when he came in, got better and better and more confident and showed that he can be a competent backup. And the way Jared battled through his injuries and the way he played and the development of Tedesco almost into more of a almost half-style fullback. And Manu, when he got hot before his face got caved in, was absolutely outstanding as well. Uh, there was a lot of positive for the Roosters moving into now because when I sit here and look at losses... I have all those names I'd have said to you. Friend, Morris, Brothers, Cordner, etc. And Kiri out for the year. But all those guys didn't play for the whole year. Yeah. So essentially, they're not as big a loss because it was they were gone within the first few games. I don't even count them for this season because they essentially weren't part of last year. And they just missed the top four. Mm. So then you put Kiri back in. You get all these other guys back that you've had injured as well. You've had Satili come in and essentially replace Cordner and be super dynamic. You've got Crichton... On the other edge, you've got Walker played the way he did last year without Kiri, who's going to get Kiri back with, with him. That now takes pressure off Tedesco. I don't have to worry about being on the ball so much and being say dominant. So he'll be free to pop up where once again. And then in the center position where you lose some quality outside backs, you get Moborovsky, who's just floated around from premiership winner to premiership winner, who comes back and fills in now on one of those edges. And Tupo's ever reliable. The wing spot, they've got options, whether they want to play Sawali or Kevin who's come back. As a veteran, Billy Smith, who's had a terrible run of injuries, but again, can play center wing. Your halves depth now with Keery and Walker, because you played Hutchison and you've had Lamb, you've got options there. Um, Hooker is a situation that I'm interested to see. I think they might use Watson there more than what we expect. Getting him back, I think, was a bargain buy, a guy that can play a lot of positions, very dynamic, a great pickup. Um, and then the forward situation, I think they just get better, like, Jared now gets Collins back. Tokio was injured all last year. If those two guys are healthy with Collins back in the mix, Renoff for Tony I think will be a great value buy for them from the Bulldogs. for a couple
1: of rounds. Yeah. He's
0: unbelievable for us the day we beat Penrith. 100%. And if Radley doesn't get suspended and keeps playing that link role, I think they're going to play a hell of a brand of football. And um, they've already had one setback, which is my biggest worry for them this year is injuries. Egan Butcho I thought was great at the back end. Fractured his foot. Um, He's going to be missing four or five rounds, but... They've got options there, you know. Uh, between him, his brother Nat, Fletcher Baker, those two young forwards I said at the end of the year, Faheer White and Tuku, good players. Kieran played some footy for him. Smith will be back. Hutch, Lamb, Lussick, Verils will be looking to push his case as well, especially with Cheese on the way. And now they've got Watson to cover multiple positions. Um, not only, like I said, do they get guys back almost like a new team from injury, but the few that they did sign were quality signings.
1: Look, they finished fifth last year with half a team. Yeah. So, I expect them to be in the top four this year and yep. challenging for the premiership. Once all those players come back in, you throw out, as you said, Connor Watson in. I think that's an unreal signing. Uh, off for Tony. Momorowski's just come out of a premiership-winning team. Mm. Naguama's and... just won three comps in a row with St. Helens.
0: Yeah, great they're, veteran. They're
1: not. They're not bums. They're bringing in and they're going to get an absolute stack back. So, yeah, it's a. You even look at the halfback position; they go from Pierce, they get Cronk, they lose Cronk, they get Walker. Um, you know, yeah, they get, they get
0: options, and
1: they chew Flanagan, spit him out, and get Walker. And yeah, their sport for uh, sport for choice.
0: I just see that knock-on effect. Like I said, that like Tedesco carried such a burden, Jared carried such a burden. They're still so competitive. So you put Kyrie in with Walker, frees up Tedesco again. Manu gets Momorowski and you've still got Tupo and you've got options on the wing, I'd, I'd probably... It'd be fit.
1: unreal to see Penrith, Melbourne and the Roosters all fit firing for a whole year. Yeah, it would be good. Throwing Parramatta, you know, I think that's, four great teams. That's unbelievable. man. And then you're throwing all those other teams that we've spoken about who are probably a player away or a little bit of development away from being in that top echelon. I think it's going to be a really exciting comp.
0: Yeah. So I think, again, health pending is the big thing. Yeah, for all those top um, swords. Yeah, if you've got Collins back in with Jared and Siwa's healthy and Tony can do a job, you've got a good rotation. Mm. They've got options at nine, which is probably the one position I still sort of look at and go, uh, without cheese sort of there, it's probably not the strongest. But if you've got Kiri Walker, Tedesco, a bit like Penrith with Edwards. like Edwards didn't need to be the greatest fullback in the world because they've got Arpy, Luai, and Cleary. Mm. Sort of takes away from one of those positions, but... Um, They've got pretty good depth they've built up in all positions. They've got a quality side and they're right back in the mix if they're healthy. Yeah. So I've got them finishing second and they're right up there as a premiership threat.
1: Yeah. I've got them finishing uh, second
0: Yeah. and I've got them over. Yep. And They're over under. Those odds with bluebet.com to win the premiership, they're $6. Minor premiership, $5. Top 8, $1.12. Top 4, $1. seventy five To miss the 8, five fifty For the spoon, $126.00. And the over-under, as you just said, is 16 and a half. I've got them over as well if you've got them in the top two. So um, there you go. There's our first eight teams wrapped up for our season preview. Uh, I apologize. Obviously, I said at the start we're going to do all 16. But again, uh, as I said earlier, the delay was caused by working in the rain and the floods. And with that situation, we've had a late start. It's now past midnight. So we've punched out eight. We'll get this up so you've got something to listen to and we'll come back tomorrow and punch out the other eight. Um, and there you go. You have a two-part series to listen to before we resume normal um, transmission proceedings actually. as of next week with our week-to-week podcast. So thanks for tuning in to the first part of the season previous podcast. We've got eight more teams to go tomorrow to build our ladders. We've got the Sharks, the Tigers, South Sydney the Cowboys, Eagles, Bulldogs, Panthers, and Eels to go to finish building our ladder. Then we'll give you our Premieres, Minor premiers, Spoon, uh, Point Scorers, Trial Scorers, Dalliums, the rest of our Overs, Unders, and our $100 sure bet for this season that we both picked, thanks to Bluebet.com.au. And to wrap this up again, huge thank you to those two uh coming back on board and supporting Penrith Solar Center. There is no one better than Jake and the crew there at Penrith Solar Center. So give them a call today. Jump on the website. Do yourself a favor. Help your family. Help your back pocket. Get yourself a solar system. And if you're going to have a bet, there is no one better than bluebet.com.au. Jump on the website today or download the app and have a bet with the true blue Aussie bookie. But for now, Boxhead, get some sleep. Yep. Hopefully I'll stay dry for the next 24 hours because I've literally been nothing but wet for the last week and we'll finish this off tomorrow night. Sounds good. For everybody out there, for now, enjoy your week. Oh, sorry, enjoy your night. Enjoy your sleep. Enjoy your rugby league. We hope you're all safe. Um, Particularly a shout-out to those people in Queensland who have been even devastatingly affected um, as of parts of New South Wales right now. We hope everyone's staying safe. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back to finish things off tomorrow. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? What's
1: going on here? Is that it? Is that it?